It's time to unleash the expert. What is he an expert on? Relationships, sex, spirituality, and rediscovering yourself beyond the trauma. Get ready to unleash more purpose, passion, and pleasure in your life. Here's the expert himself, Mr. Brandon Patrick. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the Brandon Patrick Show. Good to have you. Thank you for coming and listening. Um, I, 2024 is going to be awesome. Here we go. One day at a time. Just enjoy every moment we have to live and be here and learn. Um, life is good. So um, I'm glad we made it through to uh, another year. Here we are. And um, man, I got uh, a lot to talk about today. Um before I do, I want to talk about my braids. They're pretty sweet. Uh, my daughter, my daughter likes to braid my hair. I don't know why. Um, so if you want to check them out, my sweet braids, <laughs> um, go find me on YouTube. Uh, this should be on YouTube at the Brandon Patrick Show, and go subscribe. Um, I'd love to have you over there, and you can check out my braids over there. So um, I don't know if that's a good motivator to go subscribe, but. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> all right. So today's topic, I think, is uh, is is an interesting thing to dissect and and to look at. And with my topics, I I talk about them because I hope that they um, help you to self reflect. Like most of my topics are about you and you thinking about how this applies to your life or what angle you come to that topic from. Um, I got an email last week about one of my episodes and I loved the email because it was this guy kind of talking about his reaction to the the topic that I was talking about and what I was saying. And, and I could tell as he was listening to me, um, he may not have agreed with everything that I was saying, but it did spur something inside of him to think and to wrestle and to work through what his truth was. And uh, that's my goal. That's, uh, you know, I, I believe my mission is to help others find truth, even when it might have to come from a different angle or it might be a little uncomfortable, but it's to find that truth and it's to, to sort out what actually feels right to you and true to you. And that's what today's episode is about. So the question I'm asking today is, why do you believe? What is your impetus for belief um, in God and in, in a religion, if you're in a religion? <clears throat> I really like that word impetus. The definition is the force or energy with which a body moves. Or another definition is the force that makes something happen. What is the force that drives your belief. Because I think it's important, your belief itself is one thing. I believe in this religion, or I believe in this God, or but what's motivating you? And why do you believe? I think that's more important, actually, than the belief itself. Um, because the, the impetus behind the belief will change the way, change the why of what you do in your religion and what you do day to day with your belief, with, with your life. It changes how you resonate. It changes what you create. 
It affects your life outcomes and it affects your mental health. It affects all of those things depending on why you're doing what you're doing. <clears throat> um, so I'm going to go through uh, several different reasons why somebody believes things. And as I go through these things, um, you may have shifted um, into a lot of these. Um, I know I have. I've been in different um, places with my belief and why I believe. Um, I'm also going to talk about maybe some things that you can look at doing or shifting if you are in some of those places. And some of the things that I talk about might not be easy, but it, it will be worth it. Okay. So, um, so first one, let's just talk about the first one. Why do I believe what I believe? Because I've been conditioned to believe it, okay? So that's an, a, a common one. Um, I've sat through many church meetings, and uh, I've sat through many testimony meetings, and it's really interesting, you know, back in my younger days, it was really cute when the little ki little tiny kids would get up and bear their testimony, um, and it would be the same testimony. I know the church is true. I love my mom and dad. I I love Jesus. Name of Jesus Christ, amen, right? Something like that. And this is like a five-year-old, six-year-old, eight-year-old, whatever. Um, It's cute. It's nice. But where does that come from? Um, Songs being sung in primary that drive home that this is what you're supposed to believe. Um, before you even stand a chance, you are given a set of beliefs that this is what you take on. And if you, if you understand stages of faith, then you understand that at that time of development as a child, you can be programmed. You can, it, we're, we're like a computer and we put in different systems into that computer. And from a very, very young age, you can be programmed. And so, what of your beliefs come from just straight up programming? And you might ask, well, why would somebody do that? Why would somebody program you? There's a reason. There's an agenda. And I won't get into that too much, but at a very, very young age, your belief systems can be given to you. Um, so here we are, you grow up and it's interesting stages of faith, stages of development, somebody who gets into their thirties, um, starts to clear the, the fog, so to speak of some of the programming goes through some life circumstances and starts to say, well, why, why do I just do what I do? seems so automatic. And is that true for me? Um, it's helpful to get conscious of the conditioning and the programming. Um, understand the shoulds. Understand uh, what's been fed to you versus what you've just felt in your soul. Um, and learn how to wrestle with God outside of the shoulds and the conditioning and the constructs. So, uh, what I mean by that is instead of uh, connecting to God 
in the only way that I've ever been taught. Maybe I let go of that a little bit and I just go try to connect to God in, in, in my own way or in a different way than I ever have. Um, I talked about this on an episode a couple weeks ago about connecting to a divine feminine instead. That's an example, right? Like you can connect to God in whatever way you want to, but have you ever tried to do it different than the way you've been taught than the way that's been conditioned to you? Have you ever given that a shot or is that scary to do it? I, I, I challenge you this. If you're really involved in a religion and, and, I don't know if this is sinful or blasphemous or whatever conditioning you have about doing this, but I challenge you to pray differently. Don't use the V's and the thou's and the, you know, dear heavenly fathers and whatever. Like, don't use that. Just pray different. You know, hey God, what's up? I need to talk. Um, or however, however you want to pray, pray different and see how uncomfortable it is. Because I guarantee you, it'll probably be a bit uncomfortable because it's so conditioned in you that you're supposed to do it that way. Um, so try it and just see how conditioned you are. Um, all right. So the first one I've been conditioned to believe. Um the second one, I think, is one of the, the biggest, trickiest ones. Um, and uh, I have a couple of quotes for this one. But this one is, I need to believe because of life consequences and culture. Okay, My impetus for belief is because there's consequences if I don't believe. And you can see how that is a fear-based model of belief in God. So it actually, in my opinion, undermines actual belief in God because I believe in God. The impetus for that is love, not fear. And so when I'm when I'm when I'm practicing force instead of power, I'm using force in order to be make myself believe something. Um, I believe it gets in the way of connection to God. But if the consequences of the belief. Um, are like if the consequences of the unbelief are so great, then I'm scared to actually be totally honest and authentic about what I really do believe because I've got to play along. Okay. Um, I want to share a quote with you if I can find it. I had it pulled up and then I. All right, here's the quote. It says, once personal identities and entire social systems are built on top of a story, it becomes unthinkable to doubt it, not because of the evidence supporting it, but because its collapse will trigger a personal and social cataclysm. By the time our intellect matures, we are so heavily invested in the story that we are far more likely to use our intellect to rationalize it than to doubt it. Okay. Might have to read that one more time, but let me summarize it. Um, and that's by Yuval Noah Harari. Don't know who he is, but awesome quote. So basically, um, 
when our personal identities and our social system is built on needing to believe this thing, then doubting it creates chaos. It creates um, crisis. And so it's easier to justify, it's easier to practice the mental gymnastics than it is to actually go through the doubt. And we can use our intellect um, to figure out those mental gymnastics, rationalization, and even denial to, to fit that story um, rather than use our intellect to search and to find, okay? Um, Martha Beck says, sometimes being your true self is following your nature away from your culture, right? So that, that requires some level of courage and authenticity. If I don't believe certain things and there's things on the line like your eternal family and your salvation and um, whether you can go to your children's weddings or um, whatever it is, your you know that that's pretty intense. Your eternal salvation and your fa- your your eternal family is on the line, and all of this stuff. Um, then it's easier to make it work, make it fit, than it is to be totally honest about what you believe. So, to me, that's fake belief. You don't actually believe it. You're going along with it out of fear. I know when I served a mission, um, a lot of people, uh, they get on a mission and they don't have what we call a testimony. Um, but there they are out of pressure from mom and dad, from the culture, from, you know, they don't, they don't have a choice to go on a mission. They have to. It's just part of the culture and part of what you do. So there they are in a, another country or another state and waking up every day doing the missionary thing without a testimony. And, and you look at it and you say, okay, well, they're out supposed to be preaching this thing, saying it's true when they may not know it's true. And if they don't get a confirmation of that truth, or let's say they get a confirmation that it's not true, then what? Now they have to figure out a way to make it true. And if you're figuring out a way to make it true, what do you actually believe? Um, you know, I, I've worked with people whose marriages are on the line, whether or not they follow the church and stay in the church or not. And so uh, even if they don't believe it, they act as if they do. And they make themselves believe it because they have to, because they don't want to lose their marriage. Um, that creates a lack of integrity, a lack of congruency with God and with truth. And there's consequences for that. Um, it's You're living in a lot of fear as a result. It's not soul-based belief. That's ego-driven manipulation in order to make it work because you have to. 
And a lot of people say, well, but I, I still like my life. And so why create a crisis when, you know, I don't need to because my life's good enough. And okay, so so that's fine. If you don't care about living in truth, then go for it. If you don't care about living in in your own power and your own authenticity and you're happy to sell out, then continue to do that. That's fine. But if you do, face the crisis. Deal with the consequences. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, the answer to dealing with all of that stuff, all of the cultural stuff and all of is to practice courage, be honest with yourself and others, and and be authentic. And there probably will be some consequences as that crisis comes along. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, my guess is it probably won't be as, as difficult as you think. And there's going to be some beauty in that crisis. Um, another one is I just go along with it because I'm lazy and I lack a real desire to get to work to figure out what truth is and what it's not. So it's convenient. Um, I was born, you know, this belief system was given to me. Great. Whatever. Um, and that's fine. If you want to live that way, that's fine. <laughs> um, but if you don't, then you're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to open up. Um, and if you want to search for more, then go search for more. Or just take what was given you and keep living that way. Whatever. Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, the next one. Uh, this one has to do a lot to do with I need to believe because of life consequences, but it's a little bit different. It's it's fear tactics again, but it's I'm scared if I waver that I'll my life will will fall apart. So basically, I'm not so scared about well the the difference between this one and the other one. The other one is more relational based. It's more I'm scared the consequences of everybody else's thoughts and how that what's going to go on with me. This one is actually. I'm scared that I'll become an alcoholic. The world will fall apart. My kids will all be messed up. Um, I have this, this structure given to me, and I've been told my whole life that that's what keeps me safe. And uh, if I take that away with doubt, um, then every, I'm going to crash and burn. And so... I want to keep it there, the systems, this structure, because I don't want to crash and burn. So again, I'm believing the impetus for belief is fear again. I need to believe because I'm scared. Okay. Um, it's again, a force-based belief, not a love-based belief. Uh, President Nielsen said, only the unbelief will keep God from blessing you with the miracles to move the mountains in your life. You can hear it right there. If I don't believe in the church, then I won't have the blessings to, to, to create miracles and move mountains in my life. It was interesting uh, with COVID, 
where, you know, we have this, we have these Sunday school answers of I read your scriptures, pray, and and one of them is go to church. And all of a sudden we weren't going to church because of COVID for a while. And I think a lot of people discovered that my life didn't fall apart when I stopped going to church. What? Going to church maybe isn't that important. Not going to church actually provided time and space with children and family and connection to God. Um, so it was opposite of some of the the programming of of the fear tactics of if if I let church go and I don't go, my life's going to fall apart. What? It didn't fall apart. Um. So it. Yeah, when it's fear-based, I'm scared of relationships. I'm scared of becoming an alcoholic. I'm scared of whatever. That, to me, um, leads to uh, resonating in a place of God, to me, is a punisher. Um God to me is somebody who's going to hurt me unless I fall in line. And it's uh, control-based. My belief is based from being controlled in order to fit things in. Um, if I have to use mental gymnastics, maybe I need to explain that. If I have to figure out ways to fit this thing in, to truth, then maybe I need to examine my mental gymnastics and the thing I'm trying to fit rather than using my intellect to create it to work, to make it work for me. Another Martha Beck quote. Um, I love Martha Beck. She, she wrote the book, The Way of Integrity. Um, and... Yeah, I think she's Hugh Nibley's daughter. Um, if any of you guys know who Hugh Nibley is, she talks about that in the that book. So you might find some things out about Hugh Nibley that would surprise you if you read The Way of Integrity. Um, but she says, no matter how painful it may be, nothing sounds as good to the soul as the truth. So I like the way she words that um, because... She's saying sometimes we have to step through discomfort in order to resonate in truth. And we're, we're, we're oftentimes uh, as humans, and I think this is one of the great things we're here to learn, we're given the choice to sell out because of fear or to step in, in with courage even when it's hard. And most of us sell out a lot. And a lot of times the motivator of that is relationship. We're scared of what others think. So we sell out for others. And then our soul suffers. Our soul gets tormented and split and twisted. And our ego takes over in trying to uh, manipulate and rationalize and justify <clears throat> in order to try to feel okay. 
And instead of getting caught up in all that manipulation, rationalization, and justification, setting it right means stepping into the difficulty. My favorite quote, the pathway out of hell is oftentimes through misery. And so instead of facing the misery of the consequences of that truth, we fall back into the hell. So let's face the pain. Let's deal with it. It feels good to Wim Hof. It feels good to step into some difficulty. <clears throat> because that's where freedom is found. Freedom is found when you are sitting and resonating in that truth. Okay. Um, I, I, there is one more and I want to talk about this one because it's important. Um, and it's this one, the impetus for belief is I've wrestled with God, with this religion, with these truths, and I received an answer. I, I felt God, I, an angel manifested to me, um, <laughs> whatever it may be, right? Um, a sign from God came down. I've had experiences in my life that I know came from God. I know it. And if anybody wants to challenge that, go for it, but I know it, okay? Um, so I can't doubt those beliefs. I can't argue with them. I can't tell you they're wrong or they're not true or you're in denial or you've got mental gymnastics going on. I can't do that. Only you know, that's between you and God. But what I would say is when you were searching for those answers, did you need a certain answer? Did you need a certain outcome? Were you through, through, through your confirmation bias and your programming and your fear trying to get to this needing to be that way? And then the answer came. Or did you sincerely ask? Did you sincerely open up and receive answers from God? I don't know. I'm just saying. I want you to ask yourself that. Um, but I believe that God answers prayers. I believe God connects to us in all kinds of ways. And I think somebody can get one answer for them and another person can get one that looks really, really opposite or different. And each answer can be right and true because for each of them, they need something to grow in that way. So if somebody says this is true and somebody says this is not true, what is the actual truth? I personally would have to wrestle with God on that to know within my heart what feels right and true for me. So um, it is interesting that you go through religions and you can go into almost every religion and you'll hear from people saying, God told me this is the religion that's true. I felt it. I know it. Well, I'm not going to doubt that, but how you know how can that religion be true when it contradicts this religion i don't know but for that person 
they either got that confirmation or they forced that confirmation. And if they forced that confirmation, the impetus was fear-based. And I don't believe that's actual truth for them because you have to let go of that fear in order to, to really know. Um, one more Martha Beck quote. Peace is your home. Integrity is the way to it. And everything you long for will meet you there. Peace is your home. Integrity is the way to it. And everything you long for will meet you there. So we kind of have this journey set in front of us of working through fears, pains, difficulties, and staying true to ourselves, knowing who we are. And when we stay true, we live in our integrity. We resonate with love. We feel peace and we have freedom in our lives. But when we get caught up in those fears and when we have to manipulate, we have to change things, we lose that peace. And we can, we can go way down a road of losing that peace, even to our destruction and our death, our addictions, suicides, all those things. Um, but if we turn the other way around and we look at that beast in the eye who's pushing us to give up ourselves and we deal with that beast and we walk back toward that path that we already know that's already inside of us to our truth, to ourself, to knowing what that peace is, there is a place there. It exists. And it might be beyond some consequences and some crisis and some change in your life, but there is a place and you can find it. Okay. All right, you guys, I hope this, uh, I, I hope this challenges you to flush out fear as a motivator and to ask yourself, what would it look like if my beliefs were simply from a place of truth, love, peace, and, and operating in my authenticity and my integrity. Thank you guys. If this was helpful, please share it. Would love a review, leave a comment, go check out my braids on YouTube. We'll see you guys.